Hey everyone, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. My name is Seth Yolorda, and I will be your leadership coach for the next 15 minutes or so, helping you become a high-performance leader who leads high-performance teams to make a big impact in this world. And here at Vision Clarity, we are on a mission to help every person see themselves as a leader and to equip every leader to lead their teams with a clear, compelling vision. Each week, we provide free tools and resources so that you can expand your leadership capacity so that you can lead with a big, bold, and courageous vision that will inspire your team and change the world. And if you find this content valuable, I would be so honored if you would write a review or rate the content wherever you consume it. Also, please subscribe. I'm always shooting for a five-star review. It would mean so much to me if you would share this content with your colleagues, your team, your friends, even your family. We're on a journey here to build a community of visionaries with this podcast. So you sharing this content is one of the best ways to do that. Now, in today's episode, I want to deal with something that every single leader deals with, and that is conflict. I work with leaders almost every day who are dealing with conflict on some level. It may be one-on-one conflict. It may be team conflict. Most organizations, I will go so far to say the majority of organizations, probably 99% of organizations deal with conflict on a continual basis. And so I feel that as leaders, because this is the topic that we know we are going to have to deal with, we cannot escape it. You cannot bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and somehow hope that this conversation goes away. No, 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 no. If you as a leader ignore the content or try to delegate resolving the conflict to someone else, I promise you, and I don't want to, this is not something I'm proud to say, but I promise you that the conflict will only get worse. You have to deal with the conflict. And so because it's something that we're forced to deal with, because it's something that is a part of every single organization, I want to take just the next few moments and really break down how you as a leader can best handle conflict on your team. Now, what I feel we have to do on the front side of this conversation is I feel that we have to dispel the myth that all conflict is bad. That is incorrect. Not all conflict is bad. Now, there is obviously destructive conflict, and destructive conflict is something that learn that turns into, you know, burnout and avoidance, and it turns into tension and, uh, and and ultimately turnover, depersonalization. Yeah, we want to avoid destructive conflict, but there is also constructive conflict. And as leaders, I feel like we have to really kind of straddle that fence between constructive and destructive. But if we're not careful, that constructive conflict will turn into destructive conflict. And so as leaders, we have to know how to kind of walk that tightrope so that we're encouraging our teams to actually experience some constructive conflict where we're wrestling with issues and we're wrestling with ideas, but not go so far with it that becomes destructive. Because ultimately, if there was no conflict and everyone just got along all of the time, What research has shown is that your organization will actually underperform other organizations and other teams that are able to leverage constructive conflict because we want there to be diversity of thought. We want there to be different opinions, and we want to be able to wrestle with and debate and have some constructive conflict over what is the best path forward for our team and for our organization. 
So now that we established that there's constructive conflict and destructive conflict, let's take it a step further to actually look at the conflict itself. What exactly is there conflict over? And generally speaking, on most teams, the conflict is either task conflict or it is interpersonal conflict. Now, task conflict is when you and I, we can't agree on the goal or we can't agree on the process. So let's say, for example, my wife and I are going on a trip from Riverside to LA. So it's about a 45 minute commute. She thinks we should take the 91 highway. I think we should take the 60 highway. That's clearly process conflict, how we actually arrive at the goal. We've agreed to the goal, which is to go to LA, but now we're debating whether or not we should take the 60 or the 91, which are two different highways in Southern California. And so we have this, this we're debating or wrestling. That's what you call task process conflict. And that's something that as long as it stays constructive, as long as we're not belittling one another and we're not minimizing or cutting each other off in conversation, we're listening to each other, we're validating each other's you know, perspective, that can remain as healthy, constructive conflict. Now, if we can't agree on whether we should go to L.A. versus Long Beach, then that's goal conflict. So goal conflict is when you and your team can't agree on the goal that you should be going after, whereas process conflict is where you or your team can't agree on how to accomplish the goal, which you've already agreed to. So there's in one bucket, there's task conflict. The other bucket is when there is interpersonal conflict. And this is when there's relationship conflict or when there's status conflict. Now, all too often, what happens is task conflict will become interpersonal. So my wife and I are wrestling whether or not we should take the 60 or the 91. And then I say something that's belittling to her or minimizing her or I'm cutting her off or she's cutting me off. And that Task conflict becomes interpersonal conflict. Interpersonal conflict is when one of the parties feels disrespected or hurt. They start snapping at each other in a meeting. They're sending snarky emails. And typically what happens on a lot of teams is that it starts as task conflict and then it morphs into relationship conflict. Because we can't agree on the process or we can't agree on the goal, we start taking shots at one another and we start minimizing and being disrespectful to one another and it becomes relationship conflict. Now, status conflict is a disagreement over who's in charge. So if I'm in the driver's seat and I'm driving, I think I'm in charge. You're in the passenger seat. You're the one who's following the GPS. You think you're in charge. And so there's this status conflict over who actually is in charge and who deserves credit? I think I should be leading this cross-functional initiative while someone else thinks they should be leading the cross-functional initiative. And ultimately, we have status conflict. And I know as a leader, you have on some level definitely experienced task conflict and most likely experienced interpersonal conflict. Now, I want to go back to the constructive destructive because even with interpersonal conflict, it doesn't have to always be destructive. We can have a disagreement and I might say something that's disrespectful or I might send a snarky email, but if we are operating in a culture where there's trust, where there's vulnerability, you can call me out and you can say, hey Seth, you know what? That email really rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't appreciate it. And I'm like, you know what? That's my bad, I'm sorry. And because there is this vulnerability-based trust and this healthy environment, even though there is this conflict, it doesn't have to be constructive. I now understand 
I'm not going to respond to you via emails, or I'm going to make sure to not hit send right when I write it. I'm going to give myself three, four hours to cool off before I send something. And even that interpersonal conflict can turn into something that helps our team going forward. However, if we're operating in a culture that is fear-based and there is an avoidance orientation where we want to avoid conflict, then that conflict, whether it's task or interpersonal, it will lead to tension, burnout, turnover, depersonalization, and it becomes destructive in that it destroys our ability to move our team forward to accomplish our goal. Now, for many of you, you're probably facing some conflict right now. You're on your way to work. You may be on your lunch break or you're driving home from work and you just had a hard day. There's a team member that you don't get along. There's someone where there's task conflict, there's interpersonal conflict, and you're just like, man, I'm just so tired of this person. I'm so tired of this issue. And you're at that point where you know it has to be addressed. I wanna give you a few steps that you can implement that will help you address the conflict. Step number one, you have to have a conversation with the individual, whether it's your supervisor, whether it's a team member, whether it's a, a an employee, regardless of who it is, you have to have that conversation with the person. What I want you to do is I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to prepare yourself mentally. I want you to prepare yourself strategically. And I want you to prepare yourself logistically, mentally. What do I mean? Check your mindset. Make sure that you don't go into this conversation just trying to vent. Make sure that, you know what, that your perspective is actually valid. Talk with a spouse, a loved one, another team member. Say, hey, am I off here? Am I, re am I reading this conversation wrong? Like, make sure that you have all of your facts together before you have that conversation. So you want to check your mindset. Number two, you want to prepare strategically. Plan your message. Prepare for multiple scenar scenarios in your message. Uh, what if the person stonewalls you? What if the person shuts you down? How will you respond? Prepare yourself strategically. Start off by saying, you know what? Hey, I want to have this conversation because I'm sensing there's some tension between us over this issue. And I really just want to get to the root cause of it because I want us to be able to work together. And I'm sure you want that as well. You want to make sure that you prepare yourself strategically. And then the third thing is prepare yourself logistically. Make sure you choose the right place in the right time. Choose a place and a location where you know that individual will most likely be receptive to your message. So once you prepare yourself mentally, strategically, and logistically, then you have to identify the source of the conflict. What really is the source? Is this task conflict? Is this interpersonal conflict? Is this goal conflict, process conflict, relationship conflict, status conflict? Like what really is the source so that when you have the conversation, you're not dealing with the symptom, but you're dealing with the root cause. Whenever you talk to someone about a conflict, you always want to make sure you deal with the root cause. And so you'll state, hey, I really feel like the root cause of what we're facing is X, Y, and Z. So if my wife and I are trying to go to LA, I might say, you know what? I really feel like the root cause of why you want us to go on the 91, whereas I'm choosing to go on the 60, is because you don't trust my navigational skills. That is your map. That is your story. And so you really want to deal with the root cause. So before you have the meeting, make sure that you yourself have identified what you believe is the source of the conflict. And then gain perspective. Talk to another team member, talk to someone that you trust and share with them, this is what's going on, this is what I think, 
am I off here? Make sure that you gain perspective. This is why, again, I'm going to put a little plug out there. It's so important that every leader has a coach. You have to have a coach because a coach will give you the perspective to say, you know what? No, you're right on point or no, you're off a little bit. They will help you see things that may not be obvious to you who is so close to the situation. And then again, before the conversation, determine the goal. What's the goal of this conversation? Are you trying to win them to your side? Are you trying to get rid of the static and the tension? Are you trying to just create some level playing field? Make sure that when you go into the conversation, you are very clear on what exactly you're trying to accomplish in the conversation. So let's recap. Before the meeting, what we said is that you want to prepare mentally, strategically, logistically. You want to make sure that you identify the root cause of the conflict. You want to gain perspective and you want to determine the goal. And let me just reiterate by saying that your goal shouldn't be to prove that you're right. If your goal is to prove that you're right, do not have that conversation with them. That is the wrong goal. Your goal should be to think about how you can best come together to resolve the conflict at hand. Now, that, that might mean them coming to your side and agreeing with you, but going into it saying, I want to have a conversation because I want to prove to you how I'm right, you're missing the entire point. And so now that you've prepared for the conversation, what we want you to do is now have the conversation. And the way that you do this is we want to make sure that you go in, you frame the message. When you meet with them, you might want to say, you know, I'm really hoping by the end of this conversation, we will feel good about how to move forward. Or I wanted to create space for each of us to share our perspective and resolve this tension. You want to frame the message, clarify for them on the front side, what's the objective of the conversation. Make sure that you also set a positive context. I want to have a positive working relationship with you because success is going to depend on us working well together. That's an excellent way to set a positive context. So they know that you're not showing up with your guard up and you're ready to fight, but hey, I'm actually trying to figure out a way for us to move forward together because the success of our team and the success of the organization depends on it. And then name the conflict. I feel our conflict seems to be about how we run this X issue, right? Or this Y issue, right? I think we may have different ideas on what is most important. You are naming the conflict from your perspective. So once you have framed the message by clarifying the objective, setting a positive context and naming the conflict, then you want to shut up. <laughs> you want to give opportunity for them to share, engage in active listening, rather than just thinking about how you're going to rebuttal their perspective. Make sure that you say back to them and you repeat back to them what you hear them saying. That's active listening, right? Ask questions, ask clarifying questions. Can you help me understand your thinking? What's most important to you? How do you see this situation differently? Asking these clarifying open-ended questions helps you to understand their perspective. And then make sure that you're not doing all the talking. You wanna give them sufficient time to contribute to the conversation. So when you're actually having the conversation with them, you want to frame your message, you want to listen to their perspective, and then you want to make sure that your viewpoint is heard. I'm not suggesting that you go in there and that you don't share how you really feel. You want to be transparent. You want to make sure that you justify your position with facts and logic and that you also appeal with emotion. Use positive emotions and values to effectively communicate 
your perspective with those that you're in conversation with. And one way you could do that is by saying, you know, when you say X, it makes me feel misunderstood. Or when you asked her to help with that event instead of me, it made me feel like I wasn't a valued team member. So you don't want to be emotional, but you do want to share how the situation is making you feel. So I know we've covered a lot in this session. And so just to recap, conflict is something that most teams deal with in battle. There is task conflict and there is interpersonal conflict. We want to make sure that we stay in the constructive conflict zone. With task conflict, there is process and goal conflict. And with interpersonal conflict, there is status and there is relational conflict. When addressing conflict, you want to make sure that you prepare yourself mentally, strategically, and logistically. You want to make sure that you identify the true source of the conflict, that you gain perspective by listening to what other people have to say about the situation, and that you determine the goal of the conversation. And then when you have the conversation, frame your message, listen to their perspective, and make sure your viewpoint is heard. Now, I want to also just add this in closing, and that is that not every conflict necessarily has to be addressed. Now, I know that might sound different from what we said in the very beginning, but you do have a choice. If there is some type of tension or conflict you're experiencing, you can choose to do nothing. That is a choice. However, if you choose to do nothing, you cannot hold on to the conflict. If you choose to do nothing, you have to let it go. What you cannot do is do nothing, but still hold on to it. You can't be that person who holds on to the conflict but doesn't address it. That is bad for you and it's bad for the team. It's bad for you on multiple levels. It's bad for you mentally, psychologically, physically. If you hold on to this conflict, tension builds up. Eventually, you will become disengaged. You will want to get burnt out. You will want to leave the organization. And it's bad for your team because it's allowing unresolved issues to fester and to grow. So if you cannot let it go, then you have to address it directly. I hope this episode was helpful to you as you are trying to navigate through some conflict on your team. I would love to hear from you how you're handling it, what's going on. Please reach out to me on social media, send me a message, and let me know what's happening, what's working, what's not working. And if you need me even to be a coach or thought partner for you, I would love to come alongside of you to help you and your team navigate through some of the challenges and the conflict that you're facing. This is the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast, where we're on a mission to help every individual see themselves as a leader and to help every leader lead with a big, bold, courageous vision. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. We'll see you next week.